And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guests are Stacy Piedrahita and David Oliver, who became aligned during a Kundalini awakening. David also became a walk-in during his NDE at birth, which we're going to talk about today. Stacy and David, welcome, and thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us, Jeff. We really appreciate it. So, David, if you don't mind, let's start with your NDE and how you became a walk-in. I was informed um, that I had an Edith experience when the women placenta in my mother separated, which meant that I wasn't getting any of the essential things I needed to live. So I was born by emergency um, cesarean section, incubated for about three weeks. And when I was looking into near-death experiences and walk-ins, because it wasn't something I've been aware of, but I was made aware of it, I just had this realization dawn on me that I saw the whole situation, that my near-death experience created that space for a soul to come into my body and through past um, life experiences um, through learning through regression hypnotherapy and also meditation I've ascertained that my soul in various incarnations has always been able to work as a spiritualist as a healer as an empath and with this awareness and i my mother actually passed away 21 years ago and then six months about after that i discovered reiki which showed me this path of spirituality so i've assumed and come to the conclusion that whatever powers that be are behind the way the universe works knew that i was going to go through these experiences and it was an opportunity for my soul to learn hardship learn loss learn grief but be able to be able to turn it into a tool to work to empathize and support other people who are going through similar things so i could carry on my healing work in this lifetime having had that personality crafted from the experience this life has given me um and it wasn't something i was looking for i didn't want to be oh i've had a walk in i know i don't see it as something to be bragging about is just an experience that came to me and everything that I've experienced through discovering Reiki and through everything else I've done, it was all being through experiences that have come to me without me necessarily going and looking for them. And that's why I have such faith and belief in the way that I am, because I've reacted to these things that have been presented to me rather than necessarily worked on them to be able to say that I've had these experiences. Um, and it, it's kept me very humble because I, I didn't know anything about beyond practical life until I discovered Reiki. And then ever since then, I've discovered all these wonderful things and become attached to them. And um, the first time I really knew about past lives was when I was a child, about four or five years old. I remember having very vivid, repetitive, recurring dreams. Um, and they were such distinctively intricate situations that looking back on them I don't believe me being at age I could have made those things up and then when I first went to see a past life hypnotherapist just to explore it I the situation I went through in the hypnosis was a life that I recognized having dreamt about it just extended it further 
So after coming out of that, I thought that makes sense, you know, because as children, we are very sensitive to things because we haven't been told anything different about how the world works. So we're very accepting and very open to these alternative experiences. Um, and I kind of made sense of these dreams were lives I've had before. And since then, I've explored them. I've gone back to a couple of them that I remember. So it's kind of affirmed that this way of thinking is right. And I just believe that the walk-in situation just had to become David Oliver in this lifetime. The soul had to be in this body to go through all these experiences and have this way of thinking and the practical situations around me to craft my personality and my perspective to make me who I am. Do you recall your existence before walking into this body? Like pre-birth yeah, memories? Yeah, I'm very aware. Sorry? Like pre-birth memories, even though it's kind of not really pre-birth, but you know, you pre-walking in memories. Do you have any of those? You mean in this current lifetime, all the lives that my soul's been through? Just previous to walking into this body, do you have, re do you have any memories before that? I guess that would be like in between lives. To be honest, no. I've experienced passing away in past lives I've experienced, but I haven't had any um, vivid knowledge of the space in between. Um, it's not something I've really thought to look into, but I don't see any reason why I can't try. But to be honest, my belief is that even though many people want to know where we go, I don't believe that as a human being, we are supposed to be aware of that until it's our time to be there. Because I don't think that the universe wants people to concern themselves with things like that because yeah, we are here living in this very moment. We are people like myself and others who have experienced knowledge of past lives have that, but we're not, we're not in that space yet. Um, I don't think as a, as a living entity, you're supposed to be aware of that space until you get there. And if your consciousness is aware of it, and if there is a consciousness that travels to that place, then at that time, you will have that experience. But otherwise, I don't believe that we are supposed to really know where that place is until we're ready to get there. Now, Stacy, I think you have discovered recently that you also believe that you may be a walk-in. It actually makes a lot more sense with what has happened to me with my journey, especially since experiencing my NDE last year. Um, I wasn't really familiar with the term of walk-in until a couple months ago um, by actually a hypnotherapist as well. So um, after I learned and did the research, it makes perfect sense to me because I had such a drastic change. We're talking night and day. We are talking so night and day, I'm still like pinching myself. Um, and the more I learn about the walk-ins and what happens, I'm like, yeah, yeah, 1,000%, 1,000%. Can you tell us how drastically you have changed? Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, I started my spiritual awakening, uh, truth, truth be told, uh, four years ago. And when it comes to my spirituality journey, um, there was a lot of things I did not believe coming from left brain analytical thinking. I needed to see the proof. 
And when I started noticing more mystical and spiritual things happening to me, and when I was trying to make sense of it, I just couldn't. So it wasn't until my NDE that I stopped questioning everything. And I realized God's got this, just trust in the unknown. Um, and I no longer fear death. I, I no longer feel be, fear being labeled crazy. I no longer fear what other people think. I was not this way before I encountered God. So between the NDE, the walk-in, everything that's happened to me, my my whole paradigm has shifted. I'm kinder. I'm more loving. I honestly, as my husband says, I'm the most selfish, selfless person he knows. Like only love comes out of my heart. Um, and if it wasn't for my NDE, I would have I would have died with all this anger and resentment and and crap inside of me. And I just see life so differently now. Like I I feel there's nothing holding me back anymore. It's amazing what how this makes you feel. It's amazing. I just want to let everybody know that I had Stacy on previously and we talked about her NDE and I'll put a link to that video in the description below. So let's move forward to your alignment. How did that happen? So I started having, I experienced a Kundalini awakening um, last year, a couple months after my NDE. And basically what that means is I had to shed a lot of layers. So basically I was shedding layers. I was going in and I was in a really dark place. And um, I realized that no one in this world is going to understand what I'm going through. No one. My husband couldn't. My friends couldn't. It was so out there. So I asked God in the universe, um, I, I need help. I'm really struggling. I need to find someone who understands. And by the love of God, um, when I was tired of doing this journey by myself, I actually did a healing session on David. Um, he was also going through a Kundalini awakening, we both believe. And the session that we did together unblocked so much in both of us that we were able to see that there were certain things that were holding us back. And it was complete divine intervention. I was lost. And you can read as many books are out there on the subject. But when it came to my Kundalini awakening, which they, I was in a spiritual crisis, I could not understand until I actually talked to a human being, a live human being that said, yes, this is what I'm experiencing. And so the alignment that happened between us changed everything. Definitely divine intervention. It happened um, exactly the way it was supposed to. When exactly you, the way it was supposed to. When you use the word alignment, what does that mm -hmm. word mean? Oh, man, you're aligned with source. Majestic. Um, there is no pain. There's no anxiety. There's no depression. There's no fear. There's no worry. When you are in alignment, you feel like you are unstoppable. You're unbreakable. And I started feeling bits and pieces of that feeling, that knowing feeling that I'm aligned with source and God. Um, but it wasn't until I truly aligned with David that I was like, all the thoughts in my head that I did not believe, I was like, this is real. This is truly real. Just aligning with source, almighty. David, how was the experience for you? It was the most intense thing I've ever experienced. And I've been through some intense situations <laughs> um, through training in the Reiki. That really made a massive difference to my perspective on life and what it is. Um, and I've been through some traumas. I've been through some amazing times, but the awakening was unexpected. Again, it wasn't something that I was trying to 
instigate. But I feel that because I'd really found the root cause of the things that were causing me issues and the tangible weight of what it was, basically, um, I've found myself saying this a few times, the day before my mum passed away and the day after, were I was two very different people. And I was always felt um, obviously distressed and in mourning of my mum passing away, but also the change in myself because it was something I had no control over. I'd never experienced the death of someone that close before. And I just felt very like separated, like I was in the bubble. I didn't really feel grounded. I didn't really feel connected to anything. And that gulf I feel of in my personality was something I really wanted to heal, to reconnect with the person that I was before she passed away, because there was memories, there was sensations, there was parts of my personality that I really missed, that I just didn't feel I could reconnect with. And I came to that conclusion through having some coaching and working on some inner child work and having a discussion with my inner child and that conveyed that the issue was this point in time that I was distressed by. And then literally the day after came the point where I had the appointment with Stacy for the healing. And I was asked what I wanted to work specifically on. And I had the subject matter. I was like, I want to heal my inner child. I want to reconnect with myself. So that's what was focused on. And because it was such a big thing that needed shifting and because it was the right time for me to do it and it was the right process for it to happen, it worked. It made a permanent change in my psychology, in my energy, in my mental health. It literally lifted like a, a huge keystone of all the anxiety, all the worries, all the stresses, all of the battling to try and get there for years since it happened. It literally got lifted up and out of me and taken to source the universe, whatever you want to call it. And I'm, I'm tingling just talking about it now, like kind of reliving it. Uh, but because that space had been made in my energy, it left room for the Kundalini energy, which I feel was being suppressed by being covered up by all this stuff. It gave me that freedom to erupt. It literally erupted. I felt this movement in my stomach and I felt this combination of cold but hot energy. It's really difficult to describe this feeling because it's so unique. It literally erupted up through my body, felt like it was spilling out over out of my head, down my head and down my arms, just these chills and this vibration of energy. And as soon as that happened, my mind was just at peace because I felt balance between my internal being and the external world. I wasn't pushing. I wasn't pulling. I wasn't trying to do anything. It just felt effortless. And literally ever since then, even though I've been through some difficult situations um, with family passing away recently and a few other dramas, I'm just not, I'm feeling it and I'm attached to it, but I'm not being so snowed under by it by if I hadn't had the situation you know they have things haven't played on my mind they haven't held me back they've just gone right yeah that's the situation you've experienced but it's not the be all and end all you have this you have this you have this and I have so many positive things that my brain is focusing on now 
Um, it's, it's allowing itself to move forward. I've got out of my own way, I think is the best way to put it. And having done that, like, you know, the smile on Stacey's face says, oh, you just feel so content. Even though you've got all these things going on, you still feel human emotions. Sometimes you get upset. You still feel ecstatically happy about things. But underneath it all, it's just this constant level of just feeling grounded, but not weighs down. You feel free, but you feel connected at the same time. And it's just such a sublime feeling of balance yeah. and confidence and just... It's like someone smoothed over the rough patches. It's like when you have that, you know, someone's plastering a wall and it's rough. And it's like someone's just glazed over and, you know, just taking off all the rough edges, all the little stressy bits. And it just makes things feel like they can just, you can glide along life. I think it's the best way to put it. And with the alignment, having that feeling of being connected with no interruption and with no distortion between the higher self, the higher energies and the human being that we are. It just makes you feel like you're not, not in a, a cocky kind of um, egotistical way, but you just feel very sure of yourself. And it's just very nice to feel that faith in the self because that's what a lot of people miss is people looking for other people to do things for them. And yeah, external factors have brought me here, but I'm trusting myself now. I'm listening to myself. I'm trusting my gut and acting and treating myself with the respect that I should and that other people should do for themselves. And that's a very satisfying place to be in. So are you saying that you're each aligned with source or your higher self or do you have some type of alignment to each other both it, it, it's amazing yeah. our healing abilities are are insane i mean when it, it's just what we do is we meditate before we start any healing session and we connect telepathically and then we connect with our client and it is mind-blowing right david it's like nothing we could put into words the vibration that people are feeling and the energy that, you know, the energy that's that's going through the three of us for whatever. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Do you think it's possible that you're twin flames? So we definitely know we were brother and sister. I mean, the, the whole twin flame, um, whatever's happening, it's 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 like nothing I've ever experienced. It's like I've known him. He's like my little brother. It's like I've known him. And ever since we aligned, I cannot explain this feeling. I can't. It's, it's like very, crazy. <laughs> um, thing is, we're looking at ourselves. Obviously, we are separate human beings, right? But if you look at it on a spiritual level, the way it's been explained to me, which I kind of like, is that every person is just almost like a neuron in the brain of the universe. Each of us transmits information to each other and from each other um and shares ideas every single person within the planet is part of a unit we are separate individual humans with identities but we are part of the human race we are part of earth which is part of space which is part of the galaxy which is part of the universe it's all connected and we have this idea of separation because we physically are our own entities but we all have 
we all share aspects. We all share physical aspects. We all have brains. We all have hearts. We all have lungs. We all operate the same. We all use the same food. And same with energy and meditation. We are all capable of connecting with these things. And a lot of us do without even knowing it. But I, I just believe that me and Stacey just have a very um, unique and necessary connection that has brought us to this point we were talking in um, another situation with someone else how you know if we tried to do this a year ago it wouldn't have happened the, the timing has come right we've had to be in these situations stacy had to have that need to have someone to talk to and i needed to have that need for someone to guide me and we have i was thinking about it as we were talking about it earlier and in it's it's a reciprocating equal partnership stacy's helped guide me because he's been able to answer questions that i've had but also having me to talk to has given her confidence in herself and answer questions that she's had and again none of us thought oh we need to do this we just happen to meet each other and you know we are very close we talk with each other every day we work on each other yet we're thousands of miles apart but that does not make any difference to our situation i don't believe do you think it's possible you knew each other in a past life? It feels like it was, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, re, I feel that when I have close friendships with people, if you were to, like, me and Stacey remember when we met because it was a unique situation, but it felt effortless. Even before we'd even spoke to each other on camera when we did the healing, yeah. Stacey was messaging me to organise the situation to make the appointment. But we just hit it off straight away, and it was like, we were literally just there was no awkwardness we would just talk about one thing and another and then we shared some knowledge about who we were and what we did we're, oh that's strange that's strange and before we know it there was like message after message it just flowed it's like it was, instant bff right it was like yeah, instant totally. bff <laughs> yeah yeah and and we like the yin and the yang yeah it is but strange. it didn't feel weird it didn't feel awkward Not at all. and nope. we just yeah there was never been a question of is this right yeah there's no um it's a friendship yeah it's like a a kinship and a brother sister kind of relationship we just we have mutual respect for each other we have care for each other um but we're not making anything happen we are we're both just enjoying watching it unfold i think enjoying the ride yeah it's amazing It's interesting to think that possibly you guys are in a soul group together and if you're both walk-ins Maybe Stacy is a much later walk-in. You walked in, so you guys would be connected again. That's saying that is yeah. That's resonating very, very powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah, yeah one thousand percent. You looked There's at no your arms, thing, you, but you, this does not feel like it was just random chance. Um, it's just been. I don't know whether it's just because it it's not a situation that you always get you know you don't always get that lucky life with things you want but this just feels so synchronized um and it's such a easy experience there's a lot to do but i think me and stacy we have worked through some things we have conquered so much personally (laughs) and professionally without without even really batting an eyelid. It's not like we've gone, oh, no, we can't do this and got confused about it. We've been like, right, we need to do this. Here it is. And it's just happening. We've created the company. We've created courses of work. We have a set 
time and dates to do the retreat. We know that we're going to provide amazing experiences for that. And no, we're not doing it to, again, to be egotistical or show off. We are achieving these things and we are going to make them how We're just certain about it. There's no other way to explain it. It's just confidence and trust. And we feel that through the experiences we're talking about and things we've been through, that's why we can add value to people's lives because we've experienced some nasty situations, but we have more than survived it. You know, we've turned them into really beneficial aspects of ourselves and entities of life that we can help other people with and demonstrate them how they can do it themselves. We don't want to have people relying on us all the time. We just want to guide people to where they get to a point where they feel they can be self-sufficient and then teach them what they can do for themselves so then they can take it and do whatever they want to do with it. We want to educate people, take away the, yeah, demystify the mysticism of it. Obviously, there is some mysticism, like there's some things I don't think we should know, but a lot of it is natural things that people can do anyway. I just think it's been forgotten about. And I feel that we are not just our situation, but bigger than that. There's a resurgence in the interest and attention being paid to spiritual abilities, holistic ways of living, natural ways of doing things. And it's just, it got overshadowed by modernization and the intention of crafting things with engineering and medication and everything else, which has had its place. But I think it's becoming clear that some things that have been invented just simply can't do the job that the things that are already provided are. And it's up to us to help promote that. Now, you mentioned that we know some things that we shouldn't know. Can you give us Mm. some examples of that? I'm talking about like you were asking about knowing about in between lives and being conscious of that. Um, but there's also with some things that um, we shouldn't, I don't know how much truth is in it because it's not something that I can really feel that I can get real access to. Um, but there's been a big um, surge of people, especially the last three or four years with the whole um belief of the mandela effect and i take it you're aware of that about how things people are remembering things differently to how they seem to be how they really are some of them are small differences some of them are massive um and then there's also the whole thing about celebrities being cloned and having died and then being born as clones and living on um as the as the person they're supposed to have replaced and i don't know again how much truth is in it because i can't prove it and i find it weird that that would happen but there is so many people bringing these things to light that it makes me think that maybe there is a reason it's coming out and there is a truth in it because things don't generally come into being unless there's a reason for it um and with spirituality there's a lot of um exposure to being able to practice magical things that actually do affect our reality i mean we (laughs) i suppose it's kind of like the light side and the dark side me and stacy believe that we are working on the light side we are literally 
manifesting situations we are attaching to vibrations and utilizing those vibrations to connect with people like me and stacy are thousands of miles away we've connected with people in america in france um around the world that if you were to say to someone i can set an intention create this environment where i can affect somebody's life on a very deep level and heal illnesses and stresses in them just by putting myself in that place and connecting with them to people that are you know used to things like that it's relatively normal but to the outsider who'd never even heard that before they would think that there is something possibly mentally wrong with you or you're crazy but we've had confirmation from the people we've worked with without instigating without telling them what to tell us but they've confirmed what we have felt and we have worked with and shown us the results of us working with them can you tell us how you work together and what you do when you're helping other people should i take this one sure right so yeah we first established um there's a piece of music um, titled Odd Garena May. Um, and there's different aspects of the mantra um, that are basically honoring all of the entities, the higher energies, the physical entities, the practical entities, saying that we bow to them, that we are humbled by them connecting with us and invites in the energy to um, the way it's best described, I've read, is that it helps in a very effective and very fast way to cater for what you need there and then so invoking that i believe helps us have a very clear strong point of view on the things that we need to work with the person um to know how to treat it and there's an amalgamation of with reiki there is an ability to do long distance healing so you use a particular symbol that signifies that you want to connect with a person over distance and have that connection with them to work with. Then we listen to this music and whilst we're doing that, we visualize and meditate upon being in a, to us, an open white space. There's nothing but me and Stacy and the person all sat in an equilateral triangle equidistant from each other. And we ask this person to imagine sending green energy, which is related with the heart chakra, because the chakras are the rainbow colors and starts on the root, which is red, the sacral, which is orange, the solar plexus, which is yellow, the heart, which is green, the throat, which is blue, the third eye, which is indigo colored, and the crown, which is violet. We can obviously expand upon that if we want need to but we imagine sending heart energy because heart energy love and emotional caring are the building blocks of why we're doing these things and we feel that the heart is a very important part of living because you know it literally keeps us alive for one thing as a, as a organ in the body but it's caring for yourself and others is what helps you heal i believe so we asked this person to see, I send energy to Stacy. Stacy sends it to the person we're working on. They send it back to me and we see this connection being created. And because we have activated that in our minds, 
then we put ourselves in that situation and therefore it works for us. And then me and Stacey have established a kind of pattern where she'll feel like she'll start working at the top of their head or their body and I'll start working at their feet. And we psychically connect with the person and um, I was given a um, an ability through... I connected um, through meditation to um, the god Ra and goddess Isis of Egypt. And during this time, um, I was given a gift of healing from Isis. She literally put pure white healing ability energy into my third eye and both of my palms. And this combined with the Reiki, since I was given that, when I'm working with someone, I can sense where there is physical stress stress or anxiety or some kind of negative energy that needs removing and i can feel it like it's a solid thing even though i'm not sat next to them i, I can feel my, where my hands get drawn to and i can sense whether it needs kind of unscrewing like a tight lid of a jar or rocking like when you're trying to pull a tooth to loosen it or just kind of sometimes it's like um like a crooked nail so sometimes i have to angle it whatever thing i need to do to remove it as smoothly as possible and then i can do that take it out send it back to source and then replace that space that's left with pure healing energy so there's not a void left and whatever's been damaged can heal and so i sense these things and i do that it's almost subconscious like i don't think about it i just observe myself in this situation i'm still connected to myself but i'm not thinking about it i'm more watching myself do this work and stacy i believe works in a much more ethereal way i suppose mm-hmm. um, i work with the angelic connects- light yeah directly do you both think that you're operating through your higher selves when you're doing this healing we have to be. Yes. I, I have to be. I definitely feel a shift in the vibration because that's when I know my ego is out of the picture and it's pure loving angelic light and divine source. Yeah. It's my understanding that as a twin flame, you are the same consciousness that splits mm-hmm. into two separate beings, basically. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can exist in this realm at the same time. And sometimes when they meet each other, it's like, you know, something amazing happens. Sometimes they can only stay together for so long and they split apart. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering in that capacity, is it possible that you both came from the same higher self that split into two separate beings that are here on the earth at the same time? I would not be surprised, especially of how our vision aligns. Like our, our, our visions align so perfectly. It's mind blowing to me. And this is not something I've ever experienced with a a friend, a family member. I've never experienced this type of connection with another human being. It's you, we can't, words can't even explain either. If both of us are like saying, I'm kind of slow, having a rough day. The minute we connect, it's like, boom, instant vibration. Our whole bodies start tingling and we're like, the hell? Mm. (laughs) It's insane how it works. And it's true when they say it's all energy. And our energies together are are fire. It's 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 fire. It's it's amazing. Very healing. Very therapeutic. When you had your Kundalini awakening, did that happen from meditation, or what was the catalyst that created that 
to happen? For me, um, it was actually almost a year ago. Um, I joined a coaching program um, with someone I, you know, a mentor that I respect immensely, um, Gabby Bernstein. And it was the first day of class. It was a two month program. And uh, she was just getting started. And she said, before we even get started, I'm going to play some music. And I was sitting at my dining room table and all of a sudden, this Adgarain in May, which is a mantra for healing and protection, comes on. I have never in my life felt such a visceral reaction. I started sobbing, hyperventilating at the table. My husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel the most amazing feeling of love coming over me like a waterfall. And that was almost a year ago. So I started listening to this meditation, this mantra. Um, I didn't even, again, I told you with my last thing, I thought Kundalini was a position. That's how basic I was with spirituality. I'm being completely honest. Um, and I just followed the steps that God provided for me. So my Kundalini started about a year ago and it showed me that I had to release. I'm very, very masculine. Most trauma survivors are, I don't need help from anyone. I do it all by myself. So I did not have a lot of that feminine energy. So the reason I had a spontaneous awakening is because my poor inner child was drowning for 45 years and I had to let her free through dancing, creativity, writing, poetry, journaling, whatever. But so my Kundalini happened. I didn't go after it. I, I could promise you I would never chase this because I don't know if I could survive it ever again. But it was just basically releasing all those layers and those limiting beliefs and incorporating the feminine energy that everyone has, even males, and releasing that. So did you assist David in having his kundalini awakening? Like, did you take him through some type of meditation? So that's how it started. We did our, I did a healing session on him and I focused really deeply on the inner child because I felt like that is what my, that's what I was told to do with his healing. And David, I'll have you take it from here. But the kundalini unblocking is what changed everything for both of us. So if you want to finish. Yeah, it wasn't the intention to make that happen. Um, it was just a result of mm. the aiming to heal the inner child and to release the things that I needed to in the way that needed to be done. It was um, very effective and very dramatic, really. There was shouting and screaming. There was releasing of things. There was connecting to places that I kind of knew that I needed to but didn't know how to and then through the guidance and the support both in energy and in actual conversation to get me into this frame of mind initiated this movement of this stuck energy and because of that space being made and I believe I kind of theorized that it's almost to me like a reward for having got myself to that place because I've been working on myself for a long time and I've been studying these things to help other people because it was what I felt drawn to and what has come to me and through understanding more about my past lives I feel very much that I'm destined to be who I am and work in this capacity as a healer but I had to go through these situations to be given the perspective of what it's like to suffer, what it's like to feel at rock bottom and 
make that decision to either keep on fighting or just give in. Not in, I would never take my own life, but I was so apathetic towards things. I just didn't care. And I hated that because I've, I've always been a very vibrant and caring person. And to feel so despondent to life because of the shock of what happened, I felt sick every day. I just wanted to feel like I was touching what was there. It always felt like there was a layer of something between me and the world outside of me. And then finding Reiki and finding spirituality created that connection again. Um, and then the Kundalini Awakening, I've looked at, at it since I've been aware of it. And a lot of people work really hard to get to this place. And I didn't set myself on a course of doing yoga and setting the intention to become awoken with Kundalini energy. But I, looking back on all the work that I've put in, all the things I've studied, all the situations I've crafted to advance and to learn and to become more knowledgeable in who I am and what I'm doing, I believe in the long run have been all the right elements to get me to this point where I've been gifted with this beautiful, freeing, intense, crazy, but calming energy. So that's so unique. Um, and now I'm in this place because I've, I've put the work in. So even though it wasn't, I wasn't sitting and meditating on, on that and I wasn't intending to get here because of the things I've done. I've worked on every level. I've worked on my physicality. I've worked on my mentality. I've worked on becoming better, using energy for myself, working with others. And now it's like I've passed the test. You know, I've done the uni course. I've got my one, one and I know I've graduated. And now this is my forte. This is what I'm supposed to be good at and skilled at and it's given me the opportunity to work at a level which you know I thought I was generally good at what I did a while ago but now I know that I wasn't anywhere near it and again that's not being egotistical that's just telling the truth I am finding it so easy to make such dramatic differences to people working with Stacey as we've so said you know it's just amplified it a hundredfold and it's i i see it was one of those points in my life that was supposed to happen um it just needed the time and the working to get towards it and i think that's the lesson is things might not become obviously apparent really quickly but if you put the time and the effort in then you'll get the payoff and that's where i feel we are not now you guys have created a business together. Do you have like a website already? Goldenzenkundalini.com. It's official. We just uh, uh, did everything uh, yesterday. So we are registered and official. <laughs> Congratulations. So would you say that your business is helping take people through the Kundalini experience? Not so much. It's just Showing people that all the answers they have are within. We focus mainly on a lot of inner child healing, and we also focus on, on trauma and the impact it has on everyone's mental health. So we are really just explaining people, um, showing them that your answers truly are within. Um, we are not meant to be sick and diseased. If you're, you know, you are full of disease, you're full of disharmony. So we try and show people that Regardless of what your diagnosis is, that doesn't have to define you. And we give people options. We give them other ways to look at healing where they might not think of. You know, come. I come from a Western medicine background, being a nurse for 27 years. Now I'm on the Eastern side of things. There's so much 
I would have done differently if I knew what I know now. Um, but people need to know that everything you need to heal is within you. So that's what we mainly focus on. When you say you're healing the inner child, is that basically the same thing as saying that you're helping somebody heal their a traumatic childhood? Yeah. So if you did not have the basic needs growing up at a certain age in, in your lifetime, you are really messed up the rest of your life. There are reasons you're depressed. There's reason you're anxious. So we're showing people that the trauma that occurred, you could have been bullied when you were 11 years old, but you don't think that affects you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So we're just showing people to go within. The answers are within. Um, I'm a huge advocate for inner child healing. Whatever age you remember being bullied, your mommy yelled at you, your daddy yelled at you. Reparent your inner child. It makes a humongous difference in the rest of your life. It's amazing. The diseases start dropping off when you start getting your answers from within and really start focusing on healing those broken, wounded parts of you. <laughs> it's a game changer. It's a truly a game changer if you could have the balls to love yourself enough and give yourself the love you never received as a child. Have you noticed that there are any patterns in either the trauma or the things that need to be healed? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you look at addiction, when you look at anxiety, when you look at depression, and then you answer the right questions... It's amazing how you can put two and two together and realize, oh, this is why you act a certain way. This is why you have abandonment issues. This is why you have certain issues when you're older. It's all linked. I truly believe everything is linked to that inner wisdom inside of you, which for most of us, if we feel like there's something missing in our lives, do the deep work and ask what needs to be healed. Because I guarantee you, if you do so the inner child healing, your answers will come to you. Does it take a long time to be healed? Honestly, I don't think you're ever healed. In, um, and I'm coming from experience. I've had significant 45 years of trauma and damage. I just look at it like every day, what am I going to heal today? If you set the intention to heal, you could literally start working on your mindset today. And I promise you in a week, you're going to look back and be like, wow, look how far I've come in a week. It's amazing. Just set the intention and... What happens when you plant that seed and you want to be disease free, you want to be happy, you want to experience freedom, the minute you plant that seed, universe and spirit takes over and your, your path will be lit. Seriously. What do you think about past life trauma? Do you think that's affecting us as well? I absolutely agree. I'm not an expert on ancestral wounds. I'm just finding out more about it. Um, David is a lot more experienced when it comes to past lives than I am. I'm still dabbling in everything. I'm like a sponge. I want to learn everything. But past lives are definitely not a, a strength of mine. But I know David does. What do you think, David? Yeah, past life experiences are um, something that can be accessed if taken down the right way some people react well to hypnotherapy and that works really well i've experienced hypnotherapy that shamed me past lives and when you say about um with healing in current lives and past lives there are always things that are going to need some kind of assistance because we always have influences of things that may just go against our morals or may really upset us but there's always something that we're going to have a potential issue with but it depends on what you're looking to heal we had a 
um, client who was feeling very ungrounded. She felt like she was so swept up in what she was doing that she didn't really feel connected to the ground and to herself. So when we did the healing on her, we focused on that and focused on grounding her. And she said it was in a good way, but she felt like she had blocks on her feet. She felt so connected to the ground and so secure in where she was that that's what she was missing. And that was healed very quickly and very dramatically to the point where she was constantly thankful for it because it's what she needed and she couldn't do it herself. But through us working the way we have, we gave her that experience. So some things like that can be healed and in a quick way. Um, but some things will take longer because they just, they're more complicated or they're on a level which needs more exploration. And especially within a child healing work, you get like Stacey said, you don't realize the impact things have on you when you're a child. But because of that naivety and that innocence, that's why it can be so impactful because you're not understanding of things because you haven't had the experience to draw upon to learn from it. So you're just expecting things to generally be simple because that's the way that, you know, children act, you know, things aren't complicated. Then there's, you know, you've seen videos of the way that kids act with um, different races uh, and the whole thing, you know, they don't see a black person uh, or a black person, see a white person, they see another human being and that's what they care about. You know, that that's how they see things. They're not told that, you know, there has to be any kind of judgment or anything else between people until later on in life. Um, but the, that innocence, because the world is so complicated and there are so many things that aren't necessarily there for the benefit of people, it can be really shocking when a child's exposed to an adult situation with like divorces or arguments or abuse, you know, things that a child didn't even know could exist until they're suddenly exposed to it. And that's the most damaging thing is it just, it, it sears the nerves of a person and can be really difficult to take away the impact that that has. It can be like with the therapies that I've learned and with what we do, we're not ever going to stop a person remembering the situations they've been in. We are just showing them they don't have to be to the extreme kind of frozen and crippled by the fear and the pain and things they feel about that situation. They can still be aware of it every day, but they cannot see it as the ultimate thing to focus on. They can learn that there's other things that are better to pay attention to, that there is a reason to move on and to, to enjoy the life that they have. Um, and going back to the past life situation, personally, I've experienced um, visions of my past lives um where i've had this personality that i have at the moment where i'm caring i want to help people but i've been taken advantage of because of my wanting to see the good in people and then i've been abused or neglected because of having what some people might see as a weak point of view because i'm not forceful i'm not egotistical or not violent um where a lot of people are and see that as a strength um where i see being a caring person that wants to help themselves as others is more of a strength because it's better for everybody to do that. Um, but to, to heal past lives, it can be done. Um, and I've done it on myself and on others as well. And it's more like acceptance and um, 
being uh, attentive to the situation and the impact it has and pointing out that at the time, yes, it was horrible, but it's not here anymore. You don't need to be fearful of something that happened 10 years ago because, yeah, it has the impact at the time, but unless you're still in that situation right now, it's not there. It's literally not a threat to you. You can wake up tomorrow and it's not going to be there and you can still think about it because of the impact it had, but it's not physically in your environment. So you don't need to be focusing on it because it's happened. And it's sometimes maybe easier said than done to do that. But if you can get a person to see that point of view and emotionally feel at peace with it, then they can heal from it because it doesn't have to keep, it's, you know, you, you may have a scar from a cut on your arm at the time it was horrible and it really hurt. And you may have a reminder of it, but it's not still causing you pain. Is it? It's not debilitating you. It's not doing anything. It's just a reminder. But because it's obvious and it's prevalent, then it can have an impact. But it doesn't have to be, you don't have to relive the pain that it caused in the first place. And you can be free from that. And that's what I think is a big lesson that we need to teach people. And with the inner child thing, it's showing people that you can have fun. Life is serious. You become an adult. You have to get a job. You have to get educated. You have to make money. You have to have a relationship. You have to do, you know, whatever it comes with it. But we don't have to take everything so seriously all the time. You can still be creative. You can still go and splash around in the puddles and kick the autumn leaves, you know, just enjoy being alive because that's one thing that, you know, it's great to explore stuff and talk about things like we are. But sometimes it's good to just go and enjoy a simple sensation of something fun and not think about it, not overanalyze it, just live through it. Um, because life is fun. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need working out. But think how many, if you went outside now and thought, like, how many things I can do that are going to be fun and entertain myself, you'd spend all day listing the, the things to do. And you wouldn't have time to go and do it. You know, you can go bowling, you can go ice skating, you can go see friends, you can get get drunk out of your mind if you want to. You can go watch a wrestling match. You know, there, there's so many fun things to do that people kind of deny themselves of because they feel like, oh, I don't deserve it. I shouldn't be happy. I can't do this. I can't do that. And yeah, you, sometimes there's limitations, but there's not as many limitations as we pretend that there are sometimes and that's what i think people need to remember is don't worry about it if someone looks at you like you're an idiot because you're spinning around in circles in the park say what you're not harming anyone you know it's 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 a basic real kind of attitude but again the simplicity of childhood is fun yeah after watching this podcast people may want to reach out to y'all and ask you questions are you open to that? And if so, how do they reach you? Absolutely. So um, goldenzenkundalini.com is our website. Um, I am Stacy Pietrahita on Facebook, uh, David Oliver, uh, Spiritually Being. And then our Instagram is, what was it, David? Golden underscore. Yeah. Golden Zen. underscore Zen underscore Kundalini. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've got so many exciting things. Uh, we do want to announce that we are um, starting our next boot camp starting at the beginning of the year, and we're only accepting 10 clients, and it's eight weeks to change your life. It is a drastic transformation boot camp. Um, you have to have uh, willing to let go of all the excuses and get ready to work because it is life-changing. <laughs>
Aren't you guys having an event in San Diego? Yeah, so we are doing our first inner child healing retreat in San Diego. So we are excited about that. Um, more details will be coming. Right now, we're still in the planning stages, but we have the facility. We have the dates. Um, we are just aligning everything, but we are really excited about that. Extremely excited about that and what's to come. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? I would say, do not be afraid of the unknown. Trust, 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 trust with all of your might. Trust that intuition inside of you because that voice that is trying to get out, if you start listening to that voice, you will so impactly change your life. So impactly change your life. Thank you for that message. And thank you both for being my guests. This was awesome. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate it. It's been amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.